Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the Paperweight Entertainment Podcast, your home for all things Marvel, DC, Star Wars, and so much more. Join Derek and Ian as they tell tales to astonish along this journey into mystery. Grab some snacks and settle in because Paperweight Entertainment starts now. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Paperweight Entertainment Podcast. I am your host, Derek Hoskins, and with me as always is my good friend and yours, Mr. Ian Torrance. Ian, we have a new Marvel show to talk about. I'm excited to talk about it. How are you doing tonight? What do you think? You excited to talk about the MCU? I'm sure that'll come up a lot. <laughs> I uh, I am interested in having this conversation with you tonight, Derek. Um, I I feel like we're constantly talking about a new Marvel show. Let's talk about that. Do you think they're doing too much? Do you think do, too many shows are coming out? I do not. And the reason I don't now, I can't speak for everyone. Sorry, my camera's doing something funky. It won't focus. Focus. I noticed that. Um, it's still it'll get there. It goes. All right. See, there it goes. Personally, I think that that comes down to like a personal preference, and for me. It's not too many for me because I'm enjoying them. And I noticed that this morning when I got up and, and I turned on She-Hulk, when I, when I heard the logo music for the MCU, you know, that awesome Marvel fanfare, I got like a little flutter in my chest. I got, I got, I got excited. And, and I thought, you know what, as long as that's happening for me, as long as I'm excited every time I hear that fanfare, same way that I used to get with like the Fox, the 20th Century Fox logo before a Star Wars movie, which I'm really sad that they don't have anymore. Um, but like that, as long as I'm still getting excited when I hear that logo, I don't think that it's being overdone for me. Now, there may be some people that are very much ex- exhausted with it and think that it's too much, but they're short seasons and they're exploring new characters in a way that they probably couldn't if they were trying to put out movies. It would take a lot longer to get to these characters. So for me, I think that it's, it's fine. I'm, I'm enjoying it. Are you feeling like it's too much? Not necessarily. I guess point being is like we're kicking out like a lot of Marvel shows here lately. And I thought it was like necessary before with uh, Daredevil, Luke Cage and Jessica Jones. The reason I say it was more necessary than not is because like they didn't really have plans bringing them to the big screen. I mean, yeah, there was there was talks, but it was mainly like here are these characters you love and enjoy. We're going to give them their own kick-ass TV series. And um, it, it just, it, it worked for that. Right. I feel like now, like a lot of them has to do with like that, which, and I'm not saying it's funny because those shows were supposed to be like at the time canon to the MCU, right? Because they would even mention right. events from the movies in the show. Yeah. But. But then the split the, happened between Marvel yeah television and marvel Mm -hmm. the feature side between marvel studios and the marvel television studios right so now it's just like well do we really need these shows to kick off like another phase of the movie like we were doing just fine without the shows right and again i'm not complaining i'm not saying like these are terrible stop i'm not enjoying them it's not what i mean uh i was just asking uh, your opinion because we haven't actually talked about this right are we just pumping out too much too much marvel show because I can definitely see the concern. You know what I mean? Well, now I'll push back against that because I think She-Hulk is actually an important character. Now, hold on a second. I wasn't finished. 
No, I don't know. I'm, no, I'm saying like you got Miss Marvel, She Hulk, right. Hawkeye had a spinoff series, right? Like, do we really need and 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 honestly, there was really no point to Hawk Hawkeye. It did it, did it, it, it did nothing. I enjoyed it. The, yeah, I did enjoy it. I love Hawkeye. Like, it's my second favorite of the MCU shows, yeah, but I do and I'm think not that it's, on it. it's a good show. But uh, but it it just seems like fanfare at this point, right? You, you agree? Disagree? I, I don't know if I would say that, but I do think that what Hawkeye was doing was introducing Kate Bishop. So I do think that that was the whole purpose of the show was they wanted to get a new do Hawkeye. You think they needed a, a whole show for? I think they could have done a movie, but I'm the reason why I don't mind the shows as much is because, like I said, if they were to do all these as movies, one, the budget would be much higher. They can do these movies on a much smaller budget or these shows on a much smaller budget. Two, the schedule doesn't allow for them to do a lot of these shows. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so, like, they want to put Miss Marvel in the Marvels and Captain Marvel, too. Okay, well, do we introduce her in that movie? Do we try and pump out a movie of hers before we get to Captain Marvel, too? Or can we do a show? So I think that they're being strategic enough right now but it does seem because we went from no shows hmm. to so many to an overabundance. Yeah, and, and it's and again for a, for a guy like me who loves the MCU, who gets excited at that fanfare, I won't get tired of it. But I can see that there will be people that that see it as a detriment to the MCU. Um, right now, that's not affecting me uh, because I think that what they're doing more than anything, it seems like they want to introduce some characters while at the same time rounding out characters that didn't get a spotlight in the films. Cause you got to think like WandaVision, Scarlet Witch and Vision have not had their own movie. Right. And they haven't had a lot of screen time, even though Scarlet Witch and Vision have both been in a lot of the Avengers movies. They haven't had a lot of time on screen to develop those characters. So a show made sense for them. Loki, Loki's been in everything, you know, he's been in a lot, but he's a a beloved character where they were trying to get farther into the multiverse side of things. You know, they introduced, they introduced the character. Loki seemed like a necessary evil for me. I I thought, I thought that show was very necessary. Right. Falcon and the Winter Soldier, I can see is necessary because one, it fills in that gap between when Sam gets the shield at the end of Endgame and then why he would be okay with being Captain America because his character they they touched on a lot of that they, on a lot of that. Plus, it gave some closure to Bucky that we didn't get in the in there. So those all okay. made sense to me. Um, you know, Hawkeye, I loved it, but that was more to introduce Kate Bishop. Like I said, Miss Marvel was to introduce Miss Marvel or you know Kamala, and of course She Hulk is now just to introduce Jennifer Walters. And so I think that what they're trying to do and why they're why I think that it's working is because they're introducing new characters while also giving characters that haven't had the spotlight a little bit more time to shine. Because Hawkeye was the one out of the Avengers movies that had the least amount to do in all of them. You know, he wasn't even in Infinity War. But he had his whole he had that whole song and everything though. Yeah, he did. He's freaking he's, Hawkeye. He's freaking Hawkeye. His cat's got Instagram. I think that was, was it his cat that had his own Instagram. Uh, yes, his cat has his own Instagram. If you guys song. don't know what we're talking about, look up I'm Hawkeye or a freaking Hawkeye, I think is what it's called. And it's uh, to the theme of uh Oh, the Ed Sheeran song. Ed Sheeran. We found love right where we are. I don't remember the name of that song. Um, thinking out loud. Is thinking out loud. Yeah, yeah. A lot of fun. So, it doesn't really make it. Doesn't really make a lot of sense because he talks about having Tinder and going on dates. Right. He's married. He's married in the, in the movie. movie. That was before we met the wife. But yeah, it's, I, it's it's true. It's it's very funny. He's got a very beautiful voice, and I don't know if you've ever heard uh, any of his albums. I have his albums aren't too bad. Yeah, they're not bad as far as an actor, you know, getting into into music. Sometimes those are pretty hit or miss. 
Uh, Robert Downey Jr., by the way, if you ever want to hear him singing a lot, he actually put out an album around uh, the early 2000s. Yes. Wouldn't, wouldn't recommend a lot of it, but there were a couple, there were one or two songs that weren't bad. His rendition of Smile was really pretty. What do you think would be better? That one? Robert Downey Jr.'s album or Bruce Willis's album? I would take Bruce Willis's album over Robert Downey Jr.'s any day of the week. <laughs> All right, and Bobby. Take I would that take, Derek mask off. I would take She's Like the Wind by Patrick Swayze over any of them. Love that song unashamedly. I un, I I will die on the hill if she's like the wind. Every now and again, for some reason, the radio. There's only one radio station that comes in when I'm at the at the post office when working downtown. They love yeah. she's like the wind. They play it like once a week. Do they really? Yeah, it's wild. It's a random song. It's a real random song, but whoever it is, and actually, I think it might be Tim. Tim. I think it might be Tim. Tim. Tim Torrance that that puts that on every now and again. Oh God, my <laughs> uncle. Yes, your uncle. Bro. had to have a lucky set but yeah to, that's be, my answer to your, like something you do that that's my long-winded answer to your question um no, no, for, I, for me I, i'm glad su- surprise surprise i'm not upset about it i'm not i'm not going to be disappointed in in the fact that we're getting more i was i was literally thinking about that today how excited i am to have marvel doing as much i wish that dc would do as much as marvel so that would be another like I have a question, then another question. Okay. Then a question. It's inception, basically. Right. Uh my next question was going to be: do you think they should continue to pump out these shows from Marvels? Do you think they should bring in characters like, for example, you have Nova behind you? Mm-hmm. Do you think maybe they should do like a Nova Corps like spinoff? Not about the main Nova, whose well, name I, is I, Richard Ryder. And Dick Ryder. <laughs> Good old Dick Ryder. I, I know I did set you up to say Richard Ryder, but I honestly God wasn't trying to make that joke. I know that's normally my juvenile sense of humor, but yep. this time I was actually just trying to uh be informative for the people listening that I'm not referring to Richard Ryder, I'm referring to the Nova Corps. So because right. they are for sure introducing Richard Ryder in a movie soon, right? Or is uh they have not later? said in all honesty, they actually have been the reports have heavily implied that he will be another Disney Plus series, which I, I okay, I, well, even better. I I thought they said movie. That's my yeah. Bad. I I botched that one. Um, no, no, it's fine. There hasn't been an official confirmation one way or the other. I think we're going to find out at D twenty three next month. Which you're I here think for? You're Nova's, here for them to keep pumping out, pumping out shows. One hundred percent, especially if it's Nova. I mean, I've got two Nova helmets behind me that I made I myself. I love Nova, and, and Iron and, Man. I, I, everything else behind me is Iron Man, and you know. Well, Vision, Wanda, but they—I'm already—they've given me so much Iron Man. I don't expect anymore. I, I'm excited for new characters. Um, so yeah. And to your point, like I, I think DC tries with the TV shows, mm-hmm. but I think it's really sad when their shows are better than their movies. Yeah. And then the issue is the shows aren't canon with the DCU. Yeah. So it's just weird to me. Now I've never watched the Supergirl series, the newer one. Yeah. I've heard good things Super, about supergirl it. was fun i dropped off of the arrow arrowverse as they call it you know the cw shows same um i watched the first like four or five seasons of arrow i watched almost like the first five or six seasons of flash i watched the first three or four seasons of supergirl i actually really enjoyed all those so legends of tomorrow was okay um but i actually really liked those shows and uh they had they had something going for them the, the only problem with those is the fact that 
they were very CW. They were superhero soap operas. Yeah. Like exactly. hands down. They were superhero soap operas, which is fine because comics are soap operas. It's fine. There's always love triangles fine, and people dying yeah. and coming back from the dead. But they ha- they cater to a very specific demographic at the CW, which is like, mm. you know, usually angsty teens. Angsty teens. Yeah. Which both of us are well past that. And so sometimes well. the dynamic of those shows get very, very annoying there's not a better word for it they get they're hard to watch after a while because it's just like oh my god the melodrama is so much just let's go let's do something else but i still I, I listen do to um uh, 2000s uh punk punk i pop. do i do that a lot because that was what i listened to when you i know, was a teenager i'm glad we're bringing that up because on this other podcast i'm a part of i brought up i brought up a song okay and it was it was a reference and it was i'm just a kid Life is a nightmare. Thank you. Nobody got it. <laughs> Nobody. Not one person was like, sounds familiar. Everybody was like, no idea what what, you, what that's a song. I'm like, simple plan. Ah, yeah, it's a song. So yeah, yeah early 2000s so, pop punk. I got you on the lyric references it. on that. Thank you. I will do it more often on this show where it's appreciated. Yeah, do it, do it here. Unless so, we have a guest that's older than us, and then they're going to be confused. <laughs> what? what? What are you talking about? <laughs> that's more reason for me to do it. Um, <laughs> so here's the thing, too. So I've never watched the Lois and Clark series, but I hear good things about that one. The too. first season? I, I have not gotten to watch all of it. I watched the first season. It was really good. It's the best. It's the best CW show since like that first and really? second season of Flash. Yeah, it's really good. Tyler Heckman, the guy that plays Flash. Flash used to be fantastic. It, it, it went off the rails. Um, but Tyler Hecklin that plays, uh, Superman, I wasn't huge on him when he was in Supergirl. I liked him, but they, they did some things with this character where they did that thing where they downplayed a character to make the other character seem stronger. And so like they, they kind of had Supergirl being stronger than him, faster than him. And instead of like what we're going to talk about in She-Hulk, instead of having them play off of each other and have an interesting power dynamic, they kind of make Clark look foolish to make Clark or Kara seem, you know, better than him instead of having them play off each other. But ever since he got his own show and he got, he was fine all along. I just didn't like what they did with his character, but he's a really good Superman. I like him a lot. I would recommend it. Superman and Lois. It's it's I'm going to, I'm going to try it, but do you think they should continue with the dynamic of pumped out these random shows that have nothing to do with setting up a DCU? Or do you think they should go the the Marvel route and, and try to set up more movies with, uh, with these shows? If I was, don't get me wrong, like peacemaker, love fantastic, but peacemaker connects to the DCEU. It connects to the suicide squad. Exactly. If if I was in charge of DC and granted, I will never be in charge of DC. And I I promise to those of you that tuned in to listen to She-Hulk, we are going to get into She-Hulk, well, um, but it's okay. This, I have, this I have all a, leads in. This I all have leads a point in. to this. Yeah, I, I, I have I no do doubt. Have a point to this. Um, if I was in charge of DC, what I would do is I would literally, as much as it would pay me to do it, I would scrap everything. I would start over completely. I would have the Flash be the final movie of the DCEU and have that literally be Flashpoint and reset the entire universe. You can recast everybody doing it that way and just be done. The way that, and then if they want to do it like the new 52, you could keep some actors in there, but you don't have to reference anything that came before. So you could still keep Peacemaker. It's far enough away. You don't have to worry about that. You could still, you know, have, 
a new universe going forward and i would i would focus on getting the movies right first i would do i know everybody says it's stupid but i would do a new superman movie i would do a new um i would do a superman a green lantern movie granted because if it was me and i was in charge and then i would do i, I would do basically what, what marvel did and i know that people say oh i don't want dc to copy marvel but marvel is Objectively, Your formula is not working. Yeah, it's it's something's got to give. And, and Marvel is just more popular. Do it. Well, and that's somebody asked a question. I was watching a, a, a you know a, a film pundit YouTube video the other day, and somebody asked the question, "Why do you think Marvel is more successful than DC?" And the basic reason is because general audiences have enjoyed their films more. It doesn't matter about comic book fans. It matters about general audiences. If a general audience member goes and buys a ticket for a marvel movie they expect to enjoy it because they expect a specific type of quality with dc you don't know what quality you're going to get is it going to be fantastic is it going to be terrible who knows they is it going to be know. middle that's, of the road that's the problem because dc doesn't know what they're doing now if they if they just get together and now i think they've got a really good chance because alan horn who was uh, i believe he was the president of disney um yeah he was the president of disney i believe I don't remember. Either way, he was a hot top executive at, at, at Disney. He's one of the people that uh, that set forth all the wonderful success that Disney has. He, he He's a big believer in 10-year plans. He left Disney. Uh, Warner, Discover, or Warner Brothers Discovery hired him. He's now over there looking for a Kevin Feige-like executive that will be in charge of DC going forward. And he they have put in place a 10-year plan that they're going to move forward with. So I'm really interested to see what they do with it. And that's what needs to happen because they're all over the place with yeah. these random CW shows. Then they have like Black Lightning come out and then Superman and Lois. Okay, these are all CW structured, right? right. They don't tie into anything other than their own little universe. Yeah. But, and I think they were even like getting away from that because they started canceling like like Arrow, versus, like Arrow got canceled. Arrow right? got canceled. This is the last year for Flash. Flash. And this yeah. is the last year for, or I think Legends of Tomorrow might have ended last year. So, so you got Legends of Tomorrow, you got all this, which don't get me wrong, like Legends of Tomorrow, some of the people from uh, from that where it had been across mm -hmm. uh, other series, like uh, what's Brandon Ralph's character name? Oh, Adam. the Adam Ray Palmer, just the Adam. I'm yeah. thinking of Adam Smasher, completely different, two, character. two different people. Uh, so, so Adam Smasher gets big, but Adam gets a little. <laughs> yes. So the issue being is you've got that, and then here's Peacemaker that's a part of the DCEU. Well, I thought we weren't doing that anymore. I thought right. that, that part of the, the universe was, was gone. Oh, but we're going to continue because Suicide Squad sets up this. and then, Okay, so then who's in what now? Who's on right. first? What are we doing? Mm -hmm. Because now you're confusing everybody because Peacemaker, you've got the, the Justice League that shows up, but you don't show Wonder Woman, you don't show Batman, you don't show Superman because yep. you don't know what you're doing. Why would you even have them show up in that scene? Then you're going to confuse everybody. And yep. then what's the other thing they're doing? They bring in Shazam. Yeah. Movie. Fun, family-friendly movie. Fun movie. Although Love that movie. First movie did borderline on a little more mature it has um, that boardroom scene where the seven yeah that's were, that exactly was, what i was thinking about pretty rough so so you got that that sets up black adam okay but are we setting up shazam and black adam or are we trying to like tie this into a dceu right well the plan is to tie in right they're making no like 
effort to do this in the actual movies. You have no clue where they're going. We just know what they're being, what we're being told. Right. So then you've got the Dean Titan show on HBO Max. What's that other? Is it Doom Patrol? Doom is Patrol. that the other HBO Max? Okay. And then they've got and the animated series over there also. They've got Harley Quinn and and and, and Young Justice. You know, I've never watched the Harley Quinn show, but I, I haven't either, but fantastic. I've heard nothing but great things. I'm going to have to sit down and watch it. But I just mean like live action wise, it's like, okay, so you've got too many, you're, you're, you're everywhere. Yeah, they're everywhere. And, uh, and, and that's going to bring me back to my, my point being is, do you think Marvel has it going on? Which you do, you've answered this question. Right. And you think they have a formula they should stick with. They should keep pumping out the shows as long as it's characters that people find interesting and they could tie it all in together, which they have. Yeah, the reason why the the other reason why I brought up of why is Marvel more successful, and I'm not going to argue with anybody. I'm not saying that Marvel is better than DC. If you like but DC better than Marvel, that's you fine. said more successful. I'm talking, talking strictly movie wise. I'm talking strictly critical audience and financial success. That's there's all I'm no talking. argument. There's no <laughs> there's argument. No argument it's it's clearly more successful. And the reason I brought that up is. Marvel, in my opinion, the reason why it's so good and the reason why they've been so so continual or why they've had such continual success is because Marvel focuses on the character that they're portraying. They, they focus on their characteristics, who they are as a person. They focus on their family, their friendships, their relationships. Every single Marvel property has focused on the relationships of the character within them, and it's made it relatable. The problem with DC is DC characters are gods. They're the they're the pantheon of gods. And it's hard to relate to them. And so as long as Marvel continues to do that, continues to make relatable characters with interesting stories, with a fantastic casting, by the way, as long as they continue to do that, I believe they will still be successful. No matter how many haters come out, no matter how many dude bros come out complaining about the MCU, they will continue to be successful. It's just the way that it is. And until DC gets behind the understanding that they need relatable characters that the audience cares about, whether they're in the suit or not, look at Miss Marvel. What we say every week, I couldn't have cared less that she was a superhero. I liked Kamala Khan. Yep. Every week, I liked Kamala Khan. I didn't care that she was a superhero. I loved just watching the story of that family. And Marvel does that consistently, in my opinion. And as long as they continue to do that, which I think that they did in spades in this first episode of She-Hulk, as long as they continue to do that, I think they will continue to be successful and continue to be able to pump out the amount of shows and content that they're pumping out without feeling overwhelmed or overburdened. I think that they can do it. So that's, that's that, again, my other very long-winded answer. That's okay. I, I wanted that. That's why I asked. Uh, I didn't want just a simple short explanation because I didn't think it was going to cover anything. Right. Because uh, I just asked. I just asked you a question about not one show, but a, a multitude right. of a of a whole universe. Essentially, is what I asked you for. Um, I'm going to. I'm going to take your job, and I'm going to tradition straight to the Seahawk. Go ahead. Because I I, I want to talk about it because you you've already kind of given your opinion without directly giving without directly opinion. yeah. Um, so I'm just going to say the whole reason behind me bringing that up to you, because like I said, I, I, I do have a tendency to ramble and I can admit that, but most of the time there is a method to my madness. And mm -hmm. the method is this episode one did not seem necessary of the show to me. Really? I'm not saying they're not going anywhere with it. I'm just saying 
It didn't seem necessary. And you know what I think the issue is? What? And, and, and we've talked about this before. Pacing, it wasn't long enough. This shouldn't have been a 25 to 30-minute show. This should have been one of the longer ones. And do you know why I say that? Why? Because I felt like they crammed everything in to give you an origin story. And it was like, it's like one of those like five-second story type, type or five-minute story. Five-minute stories. Yeah. yeah. Like the kids' stories. It's, Exactly. And that's what it felt like. Like, here's a story in five minutes. Uh, the prince gets with the princess and Bob's your uncle. So <laughs> I, I constantly make Bob references when he's not here. So I don't I try to throw it in. So <laughs> anyway, seriously, though, give me a second. Got a purpose stuck. You're all right. I'll give you a, I'll give you a, a, it's, a little preview. Being- I disagree being, with everything you're saying. I'm I know. So I know. To I can't wait so, to talk about this. Go. So, but here's here's why I'm saying what I'm saying. Good. Again, method of my madness. Right. I think they should have drawn it out because it, what happened within the first two minutes, we have a lawyer scene. Got mm-hmm. no problem with it. She turns around and breaks the fourth wall. I've got no problem with that. I've got no problem with it. Um, for those of you that don't know, I I have not read any She-Hulk, but I do know. In the comics, the newer versions, they do a lot of fourth wall breaking. Like I said, I've, I've said this before on here. I like the Howard the Duck series that they brought back mm-hmm. back in like 2018 ish. She was in that. They constantly like did shit that didn't make sense in that comic. So I got no problem with the breaking of the fourth wall. It's fine. My issue stems from, oh, I'm She Hulk. You want to know how? Here, here's a really quick in your face story that just seemed it seemed forced to me they're in a car he explains he's got the doozy flop on his wrist there's a quick explanation that we've been wondering for what two years about Mm -hmm. and then the whole like ending scene of shang chi why is he not why is he not uh smart hole yeah why is he human form why is he human form oh i've got this little gauntlet oh that's pretty cool and then within two minutes it's broke i don't have it anymore okay well that was that was short-lived why was that necessary then oh well just to let you know that i tried but it was just a prototype and it doesn't really work it did work you broke it make another one oh it's not that easy Bullshit. you made ultron i think you can make a gauntlet so i know my turn to be long-winded so i think that is all just so unnecessary i, I don't get me wrong, Derek. You're thinking I didn't like this show. No, it's no, not true. I don't. I, I don't think that at all. I, I, I did. I think I you were disappointed that it wasn't as long, long enough. I think they needed to spread it out and let it happen more naturally. I think they were shoving it all in your face too much. So they wreck. Oh wait, I'm bleeding. Get away. She runs away. Oh, my blood got on you. Did it? Where did she swallow it? That's disgusting. Did she swallow your blood? What happened? Oh, God, it, you see it go into her cut on her arm. <laughs> So, <laughs> no, I think I looked away at that. Um, I, I was doing something at the time. So, like, that happens, and it's just like, okay, well, all right. She, it's kind of weird. And then it's like, oh, well, she's at this bar, and then this happens, and then this happens, and then this happens. And then, I don't know, Hulk, Hulk style Hulk at some points in this just seemed a little cringy to me compared to the movies he's been in he's been in because he's given such brilliant speeches in these movies his speech in age of ultron love it i don't give a fuck what people say about age of ultron it's love a age of ultron movie. yes it is and uh, it's got heart 
It's got it's got everything you want in that movie. I don't understand the the beat. Derek and I have talked. We've about talked this about it. We're blue in the face. But yeah, overall, I just thought it was too much, too quickly. And then at the end, somebody busts into the courtroom. She turns into She Hulk, and then it's over. Spread it out. How many episodes is the series? Six. Nine. Eight. Nine. Nine. Pretty sure it's nine. Than what we've been getting. Yeah. I uh may I may I retort? Yeah. All right. And another I'm, thing. I'm going to disagree with literally everything you said, except for the fact that you said you liked it. I love this. Um now, granted, this is wonderful because art is subjective, and so things that work for me may not work for another person. So there's no anybody that is listening to this can know that uh I held no ill will towards Ian for the simple fact that we disagree on how the show was put together. I'm sad that I have to even make that an announcement, but people don't understand that you can disagree and still get along. I disagree with almost and everything. Still you like said. something. Yeah. And still like something. Right. I, st- I still enjoyed it. it, it I still humorous. One of my favorite things about this episode was the framing device that you didn't care for. I absolutely love that. It started out because I thought, that it was going to start out as she's going to go, she's going to go to court. Then she's going to meet up with her cousin, Bruce. She's going to go for a drive. Cause I knew that they were going to, that they changed her origin to a car wreck instead of the blood transfusion, which I was fine with. Um, I like this one better. I like it a lot better. It made, it made a lot more sense and it, and it worked out really well. And it wasn't as dark, but she got shot in the comics. That's what happens. Um, and so I expected when they, when they start with her practicing her closing remarks, that it was going to play out the way that any typical superhero movie or origin story would, where she, she would go and it would be very linear. And when she turned around and started talking to the camera, breaking the fourth wall, which by the way, um, it isn't just the modern comics. She did that from the very first issue in 1989. Okay. Uh, I I, I was unaware. I'm glad you educated me on that. Yeah. So she has been doing it for a long time. So all the people whining that she's stealing it from Deadpool, Deadpool didn't start doing that until 10 years later. Are they, I didn't know if people were really whining. Most, most people understand that, that it's something that she has done for a long time, but there are those people that, that I I knew, but I didn't know it'd been that long. So that's, that's why, even if it was two years, it doesn't bother me. Right. So, when she starts talking to the camera and to the audience and she's like, all right, so I'm going to guess you're not going to care about this because you're expecting a She-Hulk show. Yes. I'm an, I'm the Hulk. This is how it happened. I loved that. And I loved all of the quick exposition, the stuff that you thought was too crammed in. I loved it because two reasons. One, this is supposed to be a, a courtroom comedy. You know, they've, they've been saying it for a long time. This is going to be basically Ally McBeal in the MCU. Uh, and when you're doing something like that, those those quick witted comedies, they don't always afford the time for long drawn out exposition. So I was OK with the way they did it. I thought it was very quick and it at all at once answered so many questions that people have had from Endgame. So many questions people have had from Bruce's appearance in Shang-Chi. Uh, and also set up some things going forward in the future, which we'll talk about in a minute. I love that they glossed over so quickly. Yeah, the reason why you're not dead right now is because we have a similar genetic makeup because we're family. This would have probably killed anyone else. Okay, that's why she changed into the Hulk. Also, why are you able to do this versus why are you able to do this and not have a Hulk persona versus me having to fight with the Hulk persona? I'm different. 
That was it. I love that they didn't feel like they needed to make some big long-winded thing. I loved all of that. I thought that the interplay between Bruce and Jim was perfect. Um, I loved every moment of Bruce Banner in this. I, I think that they touched on a lot of the things that we haven't gotten to see out of the Hulk, where they they talked about Tony Stark helped got him this place set up so that he could do the run these experiments. They talked about the fact that you know Jen Jen talked about the fact that you know him isolating himself even from his family when she said your family that you've isolated yourself from. You know she had a little bit of venom to that, and you you saw the 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 sacrifices that bruce had to make as the hulk and then on top of that you got some of the fun of being a hulk you know the scenes where they're where they're drinking and and he's talking about how they can get drunk it's all buzz and no you know all buzz and no barf as i already said you always you know you can get he did that kind of confused me oh we can't get drunk then they get drunk well i think we can't get drunk we can get buzz yeah but they were part of getting drunk right well there's no barf but you still get a hangover i don't understand I yeah, I don't know. Either way, I love those scenes. I really enjoyed the way that this. Plus, was I feel like I, I feel like that contradicts uh, uh, Captain America, the first one, because he talks about the high metabolism and how right. Well, uh, how he it, can't get drunk, but it is a different type of thing. Like his was because of the super soldier serum versus the gamma radiation, and so their physiology metabolism inside of your body, bud. Yes, but they're physiologically different creatures. There's, there's no, they're not. They're not real. I hate you so much. You can't argue biology when it's not real. Okay, well, then if they're not real, the normal rules don't apply. You can't use that logic. That's not how this works. <laughs> I can. You know why I can? Because I can make it up just like they did. <laughs> but, yeah, I actually really enjoyed the framing device of it. I like the way that they they set it up. I like the end. I, the one thing I would have liked, I would have liked the action scene at the end to last just a little bit longer. But, you know, being an episodic TV show. We're going to pick up on that. And I know that it's a comedy, so it's not going to lean heavily into action, but the training montage, I really liked. I liked everything that Bruce was saying to her, the, the, how jealous he was that she didn't have it. And also that extra little bit of, of you don't have somebody, you don't feel like there's constantly somebody else trying to take the wheel, which makes me think that he has not suppressed the Hulk. Like he thinks he has. I think Hulk is still in there. And what I wanted to say earlier does he even mention like still still hearing it? Yeah. What I wanted what I wanted to bring up about something that set up that ship that ran them off the road was a Sakaran ship. Sakar is where they were in Thor Ragnarok, where the Hulk was the gladiator, where time works differently, where on Earth he was only there for two years, but he was there for a very, very long time in Sakar. World War Hulk, Planet Hulk. He had a son in Planet Hulk. I there have been rumors for a very long time that Scar Hulk's son is going to show up in this. I will be very interested to see what kind of message that Sakaran ship was trying to deliver to Bruce Banner. And this is Mufasa's brother, correct? Yes, Mufasa's brother Scar. Um, because there have also been a lot of rumors that this may be setting up the end of the Professor Hulk persona, the beginning, and the oh. beginning of Worldbreaker Hulk. So if that happens, if something happens where Bruce finds out that he has a son and throughout the events of this show, he loses control to the Hulk and the real Hulk comes back, that could be really interesting. If that doesn't happen, that'll be fine. <clears throat> Excuse me. But uh, that's just a theory that I've that I've heard and that I kind of subscribe to because it would make sense. It's a Hulk show. It's a She-Hulk show. Um, so there's a possibility for anything. 
but you know, I know, I know that you didn't love the way that it, the, the exposition at the beginning and you felt like it was a little too forced, but what did you think about the relationship between Hulk and She-Hulk? Did you like their dynamic? I like that we've had over a decade of, of Hulk and uh, randomly he just has this cousin that they're so close and he's never mentioned to anyone. Yeah. I just thought that again, that just ruined it for me too, the dynamic of it. Like, hey, well, cousin, yeah, but- oh yeah, one side, you'll see you at the next family event. I'm like, really? Well, yeah, I but you, you got to think that ever since, ever since he became the Hulk, he's isolated himself from everyone. How many years has he been on the run? Yeah, but he's, never, he's, he's never even mentioned is what I'm saying. Well, he's never mentioned that he's got a mother or father yet. You got to imagine that he's got parents. You don't know How that. often do you talk about your cousins? I don't know any of your cousins names. Don't you? I know all of your cousins. Well, yeah, you've been, you've been to all my family get togethers. I don't think yeah, but I'm not that I'm, I'm not that close to my cousins. I, I wish I was, but I'm not, but he's not either because he's been on the run. He's been in hiding in, in South America. But that's what I'm saying. Their chemistry like that. Like they, they were acting like brother and sister. Maybe they got close again after the blip. Oh, a little too close. Is that what you're saying? Kissing cousins? I'm not saying kissing cousins, but um, okay. I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to say something that shouldn't be controversial, but for some hey. reason it is. She-Hulk hey. is sexy. Okay. I'm throwing that out there. I'm, I'm going to tell you right now. Wait, She-Hulk is sexy? She-Hulk or? is sexy. Okay. She-Hulk sexy. She can not, pick me up and carry me. I was talking to Allie about that. Alter ego. Well, Tatiana Maslany is a beautiful woman. She can pick me up and carry me. I was talking to Allie about that, and she was like, because I, I said, you know, I always kind of had a little crush on She-Hulk. She goes, really? I said, yeah. As a big man, you, the idea of a, of a big, strong woman pick me up, make, de- me, make me the little spoon. What you're spoon. telling me is <laughs> death by snoo-snoo. That's what you're... Yes, absolutely death by want. snoo-snoo. Ladies, ladies, please, ladies, please. Spirit is willing, but the flesh is spongy and bruised. Spongy, we bruised. <laughs> ah! Oh, Yeah! <laughs> For those of you who don't know that we are referencing uh, Futurama, one of the one of the funniest episodes of the show, the Death by Snoo Snoo. But yeah, so I I really liked the relationship. So did you not did you not feel that they had a good chemistry with each other, or was it just because it seemed so out of the blue? It was too good. It seemed out of the blue. I don't have a problem with it. I just I was just like, where the fuck did this come from? So what about the CGI? And then and then him making the juvenile like insult. Dude, Which one? Three back or whatever. Yeah, what was that? That was really weird. So He's like, weird. See you, see you later. Um, Furball. Fuzz, fuzzball. Fuzzball. What? I thought, what a weird thing to call her. See you, Fuzzball. Like, I really hope we get some kind of weird flashback that explains why he would call her that. Because the second that he said that, I thought, what? What a, what a childish insult. What a weird thing to say. Like, she's not furry. But but breath. That's the only thing I'm missing. It's like these <laughs> these weird fucking insults. Yeah. Who are you calling like cootie clean queen? You lit liquor. That's what we needed. That exactly. That's what we needed. That's 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 what I'm getting at. Like shit like that. Uh. But what did you think of the CGI? I, it didn't distract me uh, as far as I was concerned. It looked like TV CGI, but a higher budget TV show. I thought that Hulk looked good. She-Hulk didn't distract me. I've, I feel like they worked on She-Hulk. Yeah, they definitely did. It was, it was definitely cleaned <laughs> up from the trailers. It, it was definitely cleaned up from the trailers. 
I guess that's what I'm so confused as to how you get Smart Hulk looking so so good. Um but you you can't get get her. Do you think it's do you think it's do you think they should have made her bigger? No. I've seen different artists in the comics over the years make She-Hulk huge, more more proportional to like Hulk. And I've always thought that that looked off mostly because, you know, her original appearance, she looked very similar to how she is now. You know, she's like six foot seven. She was very muscular, but also very well endowed and very curvy. And so I think that I think that they're going with the more classic look of She-Hulk of what people kind of expect to see. I think if they make her too big and bulky, as weird as it sounds, it may be harder for you to accept it like on a on a subconscious level if she was some big massive hulk i could be wrong there but as far as i can i know like i know that there was a uh, a comic cover from just a couple of years ago of uh, of avengers where she hulk was drawn huge like giant this wide beefy muscular thing and it just looked really strange to see she hulk like that um it, it looked really off, mostly because that's just not the way that I've seen her drawn in the past. So it, it looks strange. Mm. So maybe they probably could have pulled it off, but I think that they were going for a more kind of classic look for her. Well, overall, I, I, I didn't hate it. I didn't hate the chemistry and everything. I just thought, like I said, it was a little cringy and forced at times. But I mean, it's the first episode. Mm-hmm. I'm willing to give it a chance. Uh, hopefully, it kind of kind of kicks into a high gear in the second one uh because the pacing like i said was was just really slow and fast at the same time and i thought that was very strange about it it's like the story was really fast paced but then like the action toward the end just kind of like it was all drawn out over the the course of the episode like what are we getting at here and then we get it and then it was two seconds and it was it was over and done so yeah, see, and you know, I didn't have any problem with the pacing. I really loved the episode. Um, I really liked the fight between Hulk and She-Hulk. <laughs> this one episode was better than the entire Miss Marvel series for me. So. Yeah, I liked I liked this one episode better than Miss Marvel overall, which is too bad because I had real high hopes for Miss Marvel after that first episode. But yeah, I loved this. I, I thought that the fight between Bruce and Jim when they actually were fighting, the thunderclap moment had me laughing out loud where Hulk thunderclaps her across the canyon or across like the way and she comes up and smacks her hands together and just nothing happens i I thought that was hilarious i the the thing i was bringing up earlier about superman and supergirl versus hulk and she hulk is that never once even though they were showing the strengths of she hulk never once did i feel like they were trying to put hulk down to make her seem more important i thought they were showing the differences between that hulk yes is more physically strong but you know, She-Hulk is able to control her emotions easier. She's able to control herself easier. She can transform back and forth. And, uh, you know, she's able to find that balance. She's more agile. She's faster. I I liked all that. You know, her thunderclap, she was able to do it constantly, you know, over and over and over again, like a sonic boom that knocked him down. And I really really liked the way that they showed both of their strengths without making one of them seem weak to lift up the other one. And I feel like that's something that people do in, in movies and TV a lot. That they don't necessarily have to do. You just have to write it a little, take a little more time on writing it. I think that this is a masterclass on how to introduce a character by showing the difference between two characters without making the other one look foolish. I really, I really enjoyed that. 
because when she came up and started swinging at him and he did the hand on the top of her head to hold her back, I, 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 that, that killed me. I laughed so hard. The just swinging horn in her, in her ear. Yes. Me laughing. Oh yeah, absolutely. I laughed out loud a lot in in this. Did, so you said a lot of it was cringy. The last thing I want to ask you about is what did you think about the humor in the, in the episode overall? Cause this is billed as a comedy. And so the humor is going to be important. Did it hit for you? Parts at times, yes, definitely, definitely. Um, yeah. the the horn in the ear part, like I said, had, yeah. me, had me laughing. Um, her talking about Steve Rogers being a virgin. Oh my gosh, that whole like, conversation just was pining great. over him in general was was funny. The post credit scene. The post credit scene funny. was great. I did not expect a post credit scene. I'm so glad that I normally on Marvel shows I don't sit through the credits for for a post credit mm-hmm. scene in the first episode because they've shown that they don't do that usually. And uh, what a great post credit scene! I laughed so hard. And I know I keep saying I laughed, but it was a comedy. Bite me. I I, th- I thought that that post credit scene was great, and the way that it ended was perfect. Now I won't. I, I will bring up one last thing. I know I said last thing. We're gonna have to hop off here. Um, did you think that this was a more adult show than others? When I was talking to our good friend, Bob, he said that he thought that this seemed more adult oriented because of, you know, some of the language and she flips him the bird a couple of times. I personally still thought that it was very TV 14. It was like a PG 13, you know, rated thing. I didn't think it was really overly adult any more so than moon Knight with the amount of violence and stuff that they had in there. Oh Yeah. I mean, so, Bob's also the same person that thinks that Thor was scratching his balls on. Boy, he sure did. Stormbreaker. Still to this day, he thinks Stormbreaker's got balls. That's that's a whole other thing. You got to do the face. Oh, when she come out of the uh, the little chamber thing, he had her locked in. I immediately thought, why is he talking to her like a horse? I know. <laughs> Easy, girl. I'll, oh, my gosh. That was so funny. And then the surprise on his face. was like, Jen, you're still in there? Because, yeah, I you thought the, the same thing. Yeah, you don't he, feel like you're fighting over the wheel with anybody? <laughs> yeah, when he when he did the thing, the little raspberry. <laughs> oh, my yeah, gosh. That, I laughed so that hard. That made me laugh a lot. Out loud. I was like, why did he just do that? Easy girl. Easy girl. Easy. Easy girl. So, yeah, so, I, I think it has potential. Yeah. One thing I'm looking forward to, I'm looking forward to more interesting courtroom stuff. I love a good courtroom comedy. I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to Tim Roth. You know, we're going to see him as Abomination again. I can't wait to see what they're going to do with that. And, you know, I, 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 I'm really looking forward to Daredevil. I know he's probably only going to be in one episode, probably one or two scenes, but I'm really looking forward to Daredevil in the show. So those are what I'm looking forward to. And I'm looking forward to the possibility of Hulk doing, doing something interesting before the end of the show. I did talk to somebody the other day and was talking about how they didn't like uh, daredevil's costume, with it Mm -hmm. being like the yellow or whatever. And I was like, you know, like he, he did wear that, right? Like his original costume was a yellow and red. He was, he was like, I told him it was an, as an earlier design, but I, I didn't know it was like original, original. Yeah. I thought it was just a run that was like in the 60s, 70s. And he, he was like, he's like, it was, I was like, yeah, man, he, he wore that all the time. Like back in a, like a certain era mm-hmm. and he went back and look and he said the same thing. He's like, 
oh, it was the original. And I was like, yeah. okay, I'll be the first to admit I didn't know it was the original, <laughs> but I, I knew he wore it for a while. Oh, yeah, he had it for like, a little while. Oh, but the red, okay. the red on red looks. So I still much don't than like it. I was like, yeah, it's because the red on red looks better, and then even better is the uh, the black. Yeah, I like the black, the black Daredevil suit. But they, he's had a couple of different ones. I like it. So yeah, I'm excited yeah. about. I'm, I'm excited to. I know it's a She-Hulk show, and I'm excited for She-Hulk. But I'm really excited to see Charlie Cox in costume again as Daredevil. It's been so long. I I can't wait. <sighs> All right. Well, with that yawn. I'm going to wrap this up, buddy. You got anything else you want to say about She-Hulk before we do our outro? I got nothing, sir. All right. Well, if you have enjoyed this episode, please make sure if you're watching on YouTube to like, comment, like, comment, subscribe, ring the notification bell. If you're listening on the podcast, make sure that you rate and review us on whatever platform you're listening on. If you enjoy the show, you can show us some support financially. There's a link to that in the podcast description where it's just a, just a just a little subscription service that you can you can donate to and uh, and help us out. If you want to help us out while also representing our fantastic brand, check out our merch store. Links are also in the description of this video and podcast. If you have any questions, concerns, you can get a hold of us through our website. Go to the contact us page. It's paperweightentertainment.com. Say anything you want to us. Tell us how bad we suck, whatever. And then don't forget to follow us on all the social medias, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and of course, here on YouTube. That is all I've got to say about She-Hulk. I'm so excited to be back talking about a Marvel show. I know that we just finished up with Miss Marvel, but it feels like it's been so long um, for me anyway. I know Ian's giving me a look. For me, it feels like it's been a long time. I'm excited, and we've got a lot going forward. So... Make sure that you uh, definitely hit that notification bell on YouTube because we're going to have a lot of content to cover very, very, very soon. So with all that out of the way, what did you think about She-Hulk? Let us know in the comment section below. What are you looking forward to? What do you think about Ian's awesome beard? All those things and more. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Paperweight Entertainment Podcast. I have been Derek. That has been Ian, and we will see you next time. Yay!